Right. So today we're talking about conscious leadership, which is module two in the Octopus EduTech platform. Previously today, we um, got interrupted with load shedding. So my apologies for that, but I'll make sure that we go through the material now. So I'm going to do the screen share with the slides. And there we go. Okay. Just pressing play on this. So previously we spoke about uh, module one, which was all about business strategy, planning for your business. Very useful for you to go and watch if you at that point now where you're starting to conclude your year and you're thinking, you know what, I really want to get into 2022 and I want to plan and I just don't I don't just want to plan pie in the sky I actually want to have a template and this template is very useful for you if you want to have a look at your values and how you can set up a business um, that is built around your values and not the other way around and also look at your marketing plan and your sales plan and your productization and all those things. Um, I would refer you to module one of the Octopus program to go through there. There's a great template that you can use and some really background um, explanations. But now, for now, we're done with module one. And on the next part of this journey, I'm going to take you through module two, which is all about leadership. Really excited about it because we talk here about conscious leadership, a topic that Mike is especially passionate to, to talk about and um, also wrote about, but we'll get to that a bit later. First, look at let's look at what we're going to talk about today and what will be covered in the session so that you know whether this is something that um, tickle, tickles your fancy or uh, tickles your curiosity or if it's something that you want to know about. Maybe you're listening to this webinar today and uh, you want to be more of a leader, uh, you want to actually play a, a, a bigger game, uh, you want to go to your next level, you want to develop yourself more in terms of your leadership capacity, your impact and your influence, uh, and then this, this module too is going to be incredibly valuable for you. Maybe you're someone who teaches other leaders, maybe you're a consultant or a coach, and you really get involved with, involved with other leaders' lives, and you're looking for that um, nugget or that something extra you can give them in order to, um, to serve them better, really. So lesson one in conscious leadership is an overview. It's just giving you a little bit of a background information and an overview on, on, on how we view leadership and uh, more specifically how we like to lead when it comes to our community, our families, um, and ourselves really. So in this lesson plan, we're just going to give you the five keys to thrive in the new world's business ecosystem. So in here, you can see we're going to talk about value, values-driven leadership, about what it means to have a collaborative approach as a leader, legacy, making a difference, and what do we mean with purposeful vision. So let's get started. And we'll start with values-driven leadership Something that Mike talked a lot about in his book, Conscious Leadership. So I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this today, to get yourself a copy. It is available on Kindle and, and uh, Kindle Amazon. You can get your copy there. Or alternatively, I know there's some countries who's been really struggling to, to buy a copy. Just my contact with Nicola 
and she'll be happy to give you a copy of this to read if you cannot buy online. So in this book, Conscious Leadership, Mike really introduces the, the, the reader, but in this case, maybe more the leader, to the, the, the key things that helps a person to thrive as a leader in the new world's business ecosystem. And there's three specific things that he speaks about, three values that's very close to his heart. And that is uh, centered around energy, environment, and enterprise. And the principle here uh, of conscious leadership is to say, but what is a conscious leader? You know, uh, a lot of people out there are, are loving words at the moment, like, you know, you have to be mindful and you have to be awake and you have to be spiritually evolved and bloody, 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 blah. Um, at the end of the day, our belief is that conscious leadership is really about the way in which you manage yourself, uh, your ability to develop yourself, your quality of conversation that you have when you stand in front of your mirror in the morning and um, how you better your internal ecosystem. Because our belief is the more quality your internal ecosystem, the better quality your mindset, the better quality the way you, you view yourself holistically. In other words, you're not only using uh, looking at your positive traits and the differences that you're making and building your confidence there, but you're also looking at the aspects of yourself where you are really not showing up as a cool person, you know, where you are a little bit crap uh, and there's blind spots and, you know, we all have that stuff. So traditionally, we used to speak about your shadow side, but a conscious leader in our view is someone who really work with themselves. They really want to... Um, uh, I don't want to say improve yourself. I want to say learn to love all the aspects of who you are so that you can actually um, have that full expression of your capacity so that you can encourage other people and impact other people to be truly who they are as self. So you can see in this definition to be a conscious leader is to really get on top of your energy understand your energy, understand what takes your energy, understand what charges your battery so that you can also understand what you can do to charge other people's batteries and what you may be doing that's stealing other people's energy. You know, where in your life are you showing up as an energy vampire type of leader? Are you seeping the life out of other people? The vibrations is a little bit low. Where in your life are you really stepping up and uplifting other people and putting the type of light on them where they can see uh, their full potential and uh, their, their scope of, of what they're capable, to do, capable of doing on this planet. And I think more importantly, um, the level in which they can love themselves so that they can understand the level in which they can love and serve other people. So, so that, that's values. That is, that is being a leader that has the type of value system and believe in philosophy that focuses internally on your own energetic environment or ecosystem, um, but not only internally, also externally. So the first part of this value, the value, value of energy is really how you manage this internal ecosystem, how you manage it internally um, from a mindset point of view, from a spiritual point of view, from a physical point of view, um, 
from an emotional point of view, but then also the effect all that has. And that's the second value there on the environment around you. Um, you know, if you look at the sum total of who you are and the sum total of your experiences and the sum total of your capacity to love, what is that doing to the environment around you? your immediate environment? What is it doing to your home? What is it doing to the immediate relationships you have around you? What is it doing to your family members, your children, uh, your dog, your budgie, uh, the insects, the garden, the environment, the ecosystem that you've built around you? Is that enriching it or is it bringing it down? I love to look at this value of your immediate environment um, as a garden, you know, if you look at the way you move through life as a, a leader, a person who self-lead, are you leaving that garden around you rich and loved and nurtured and cared for? Or is your roses hanging and your leaves are hanging? And, you know, when you get in touch with it, it goes, mm, we need actually a little bit of water and nurture and uh, we can do a bit, a bit of sun and warmth here, you know, so... How is that immediate environment acting around you because of your mindset, your spirituality, your emotions, your behavior, your spirituality? And then, of course, you can take that circle further. So we look at the, the intimate ecosystem, which is you, the way you manage your energy. Then we look at the immediate next ecosystem, which is the environment and everything and everything you touch around you. And then you start looking at the enterprise the bigger environment around you? What is the businesses that you built? Is it businesses with legacy? Is it businesses that contribute? Is it businesses that sustain? Is it businesses that inspire? Or is it a business that lives in isolation? Is it a business that's not flowing? Um, is it a business that is discouraged, disempowered, uh, whatever? So this is really just in principle what we mean with conscious leadership is to have that awareness, uh, awareness of yourself, uh, awareness of that, that how that self is impacting its environment, and then a further awareness on how that self is impacting the environment and the enterprise and everything ultimately that is an expression of yourself. Do go and, and grab this book. If you look at the, the emblem there that we got, you see Da Vinci, um, which, you know, this, the, the, the Vitruvian man, uh, you are the center of your universe. In other words, you have the ability to impact your internal state. And that's why we use there the dragon. The dragon for me is many times the symbol of absolute self-empowerment, um, uh, stepping into your power. And then this symbol giving you a clue into how to do that. Uh, you have to do it by searching into the four directions of the self. You have to go and venture into the north, which is how you're going to manage your mindset. You have to venture into the east, which is how you managing your physical body. You have to go and venture into the south, which is how you, you manage your emotions, how emotionally intelligent you are. And then you have to manage uh, the waste, which is the spiritual, the unknown um, aspect of yourself. And that really is what this book is about. The foreword is written by Maya Shahani, the winner of the Global Peace Award. So beautifully written for Mike. And uh, if you're looking for some holiday inspiration or if you're someone who, who um, you know, are looking for something to lead you into 2022, um, 
it's a good introduction into leadership for you. It's a good uh, mind stretch and mind bent into leadership into a bit more of an alternative way. And with alternative, I mean going and picking up rocks and looking under it and exploring aspects of leadership that is not always traditionally um, covered in maybe some of the academics or in some of the MBAs or areas where you perhaps learned about leadership. So that's values-based leadership and uh, more so conscious leadership. And uh, me just want to encourage you that as you enter, as, as you open this door into module two, which is about conscious leadership, to really consider your values. What's your values? Are you a leader that value family? Are you a leader that value wealth? Are you a leader that value prosperity? Are you a leader that values scalability and predictability in a business? Ask yourself those questions um, at the beginning of your leadership journey. Doesn't matter if it's you becoming a leader of yourself or you becoming a leader or influence of other people. This leads me then into topic two uh, of this overview, which is really talk about having a collaborative approach as a leader and me giving you some specifics here. Now, when I think of collaborating as a leader, and of course, you're sitting here potentially as a, um, a Circle of Excellence member, you might be, might be sitting on here um, as, as part of the Octa tribe or as part of a network that's in our global community, uh, you potentially have a business. You have a business and you're an entrepreneur, you may be an expert in some, some field, and uh, you want to step up as a leader or be more of an example to the people that you lead in your life. It doesn't matter if it's your colleagues or your clients or your family or your children or whoever that may be. And uh, when I think of collaborative leadership, when I think of making use of a collaborative approach as a leader, I think of the, the wolf. Uh, the wolf has got such a pack mentality. And uh, if you think of, of leadership or traditional leadership, and especially when you start going back into the medieval times and even the way we've been taught about nature, we've, we've been really taught about competition. So if you have a product or a service, you better protect your intellectual property and you better trademark and you better register and you better watch out because people's going to come and they're going to steal it from you. Um, whereas more and more uh, society is, is opening their eyes up to alternative masters to learn from. And one of those masters that many people are opening up their minds to is nature to say, Look, but uh, nature has a competitive element in it. But actually what we're talking about here is homeostasis. And we're talking about the achievement of harmony. And it brings up for me the picture of this glass ecosystem, this glass gardens and ecosystems that, that scientists build these days to explain to you. But you can never um, build an empire if water is competing with sun and sun is competing with uh, soil and soil is competing with um, the animal poopy and the animal poopy is competing with the food that the animal ate and it just cannot work like that. Everyone really have to discover their essence uh, and where they sit in the supply chain and what their contribution is in supply chain. And when you do that, when you really understand that, which brings me almost back again to really understanding your values um, first, 
so that you can understand how you manage energy, how you manage your environment, how you manage enterprise. If you do that and you 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 open up your mind to collaboration as opposed to competition, then you go, oh, but wait, I am one of a wolf pack. And if I'm one of a wolf pack, that it means I know exactly where I'm contributing. And because I know exactly where I'm contributing, I know where I fit into the ecosystem, where I fit into the, the, the supply chain, and therefore no one can ever be my competition. This allows me to go to people who do things that I do or do things that's similar to what I do or even people who do exactly what I do and see how we can take one plus one and create 11. It doesn't matter if you run a restaurant and I run a restaurant. If we get together and we are big enough to sit around a table and have a coffee, we can say, hey, but if all the restaurants come to the street, we'll create a culture. I cannot create a culture on my own as a restaurant. Hey, if all of the coaches of the world come together and we invest together in this mobile app, then we have a marketplace where all of these people can come and collaborate and get our services and allow the end user to choose who they want to collaborate with um, and so on and so on and so on. So there's three ways for you to start collaborating. You can approach your friends today. You can put a focus group together with friends. You can look at the businesses and the ecosystems that they've created and see how you can throw all of your resources, skills, ideas together on a table and uh, see what come out of that. You can cross-pollinate. You can cross-reference each other. You can promote each other. Um, there's many things already that you can do just in your immediate friend circle to move from lone wolf to wolf pack mentality. Partners is a great one. It is one that me and Mike overly and overly promote because it is so powerful, but it's also so helpful. There's so many entrepreneurs, there's so many leaders, there's so many business influencers that sit here on this call today and feel unsupported, feel alone, feel there's no one to delegate to, uh, to brainstorm with, maybe feeling intellectually understimulated because you're trying to do everything alone and uh, partnerships is an answer to that problem. Now, many people get burned by partners, it can be life partners, it can be business partners. Um, but if you think about it logically, you cannot affect your ability to partner with people in future, whether it is from a marriage point of view, whether it is from friendships, whether it is finding business partners, whether it is doing JVs, you cannot let your future decision to do that be influenced by one or two or three bad experiences in your past. And yet so many people do that. So many people come, done JVs, didn't work for me, had a business partner, didn't work out, uh, did the whole marriage thing, didn't work out. Uh, I don't want any partners. I'm going to do it on my own. And that way, at least I know I can have control over the situation. But that always leads to lone wolf mentality. And um, my, my wish for you today, uh, if you're listening to this and you're really reconsidering leadership, 
whether it is self-leadership or as a product for your clients, that you really start looking at what you're creating here as something that's so much more than a business. You're not just creating a business. You're not sitting on a lonely island and have an idea and a product and you're pitching it. You're creating something much bigger. You're creating a beehive. You're creating a living entity that vibrates. And in order for that to happen, you need other people. But hey, how does this sound? You want other people. You don't want a beehive with just a queen bee and workers in that. That's a great start, but it is not encouraging. And, and more importantly, it's not attractive. You want a beehive that has a queen bee, that has workers' bees, that has pollinators, that has flowers, that has fruit, that has gardens around it, that has sweet honey around it. You want a beehive. You want an ecosystem and an empire that vibrates with life and is attractive to other people. And if you want that, if that's something that make your heart swell, and by the way, if you're someone who really want to influence, you really want to make a positive impact, it will because a beehive has so much more to contribute to an ecosystem than an individual, then you want to consider this back mentality, this collaborative approach as a leader, where you really start digging into the life of your friends and asking them to share resources and sharing your resources and helping each other. Find partners that can build out your ecosystem. Look for suppliers in your supply chain that can contribute. Look for ways that you can contribute to them. You know, um, there's the person that you buy your, your print cartridge from. What can you do in return for them? When you launch a product, can you invite them? Can you get together on a monthly basis and cross-refer? How can you help each other building this collaborative beehive? Uh, this brings us now to the topic of legacy. And uh, yeah, again, we're talking about a threefold legacy. Uh, as a leader, as a conscious leader, you do not only want to create a legacy for yourself because um, that's great. You know, they, there's not enough leaders who create a legacy for themselves, but, but you want to do more than that. You know, creating a legacy for yourself is really um getting your message out there in the world, uh, helping other people to remember you uh, as someone who positively contributed, who, who served, who helped other people, who, who contributed to your family, who acted as a mentor. Uh, but, but there's so much more than legacy. Legacy really has a way of, of um, starting with you as the seed and then as a spiral effect going wider and wider. So what I have found in working with so many different premier leaders is that the more the quality of the seed uh, of that leader, the more it spirals out to, to the external environment. So the, the bigger the legacy of the seed, the, the bigger the legacy of the fruit and the leaves and the garden ultimately that it bears. So when you look at legacy, you, you have some questions to ask yourself. It, it really starts with you. Um, if you have the opportunity in, in this time where a lot of people go away for holiday and um, sort of shut down for the year, you know, whether you, you're celebrating uh, the more European type of, of Christmassy style 
Christmas and New Year or whether you just toning down a little bit more towards January and February for your Chinese New Year, uh, this becomes usually a time, this part of the year, a, a time for slow but sure reflection. You know, you really think about your impact, uh, what do you want to achieve next year as an individual? Uh, so a lot of people go internal. And the deeper you go internal and the more conscious you become of, one, what have you achieved in, in the past uh, uh, period and what do you want to achieve in the future period and hey let's let's leave those two there and just come to where I am now the more your consciousness go up and and that is really uh, something that that helps people create a legacy helps leaders create a legacy is creating that space for themselves to really go internal become more conscious ask yourself about your succession look you have intellectual property, you have experience, you have things to share with other people. Who are you handing that over to? Has your process of handover started? And you know, businesses that scale the best does not wait for the owner of the business or the influencer of the business to be too old or too at the end or have a diagnosis or have something traumatic happen. Scaling and succession planning is something that leaders try and do from day one. So the moment you have a business idea, the moment your business starts, you start with succession planning. You start asking yourself, if I'm not here to do it, or if I'm here and I don't want to do it because I want to lie on an island or I want to spend more time with my children or whatever, Who's my succession? Who's the person, if I'm not doing this, who will be doing this? And many times, it doesn't mean employing people that 60% as good as you. Many times, it means looking for partners, JVs, alliances, uh, that's 10 times better than you in order to create this succession. So it's not just building a team around you. It's really asking, how can I look at my business Um as something that can be ultimately handed over so it does have a legacy. Uh, but more specifically, uh, how do I actually take what's in my brain and create succession, make sure it can be handed over so that this intellectual property that I've created does not only stay with me. Number two, uh, the, the question that a conscious leader would ask themselves is, I'm not just creating products and I'm not just creating services that solve clients' problems. I have the opportunity here to create a culture, to create a value set that other people can take forward. And more importantly, a, a place where people can belong, a place where partners can belong, a place where my staff can belong, a place where my staff's family can belong, a place where my staff's family children can belong, a place where people in my supply chain can belong, a place where my clients feel safe uh, if they go there. And then also... Uh, the, the conscious leader say to themselves, uh, how can I be more mindful in my approach so that I can affect my energy, my environment, and my enterprise to the maximum of its potential? This is the type of questions that conscious leader ask themselves uh, when they create sp space for strategy or go on holiday, or apply their minds. And these might be some very valuable quality questions that you can ask yourself as, as you start to move into uh, the next cycle. Externally, um, you, you also can ask these legacy questions. Now, internally, you, you are considering 
how to be more of a conscious leader by asking about passing on succession. How can you pass on skills? How can you enrich your culture? How can you be more mindful that your impact is, is more of a quality? But then you also want to be considerate about what's happening externally around you um how can you be more eco-friendly how can you more contribute to the planet how can you just maintain the planet what can you put in your business or um around you that that just makes that little bit more of a difference to the the, the planet and the environment how can you be more diverse how can you give more opportunities for different types of people in your organization. Um, is there maybe an opportunity for you as a leader this year in your business to employ more deaf people? Um, maybe go um, to people uh, who has huge disabilities and give them career options that other people don't give them. Um, how can you involve maybe people from other countries, maybe develop more internships or exchange programs? Maybe diversity for you um, is that you get uh, people who's savvy uh, in tech and people who's not. Uh, how can you get those two groups of people to talk more to each other? You know, uh, this is a, a, a corporate issue many times as well. You know, you you may be a corporate listening to this and you have your HR department, your sales department, your admin department, your marketing department, and the, the departments are not talking to each other because they're not sensitive to diversity so how can you get admin to speak to sales and sales to speak to marketing and marketing to speak to hr and middle management to speak to top management so there's so many ways in which you can embrace diversity and then of course cause alignment how can you align with certain causes out there that uh, that uh, speaks to your values as a leader but also speaks to products and services you have in your business and um what can you do to, to bring those products and services to causes or, or communities that would not have otherwise benefit from it? So these are big questions. This is, this is why this module two, lesson one, is really just an overview. It's to get the creative juices flowing. It's to see, um, look at conscious leadership from a wider bird's eye perspective and realize that, you know, whether you applying it to your own life because you feel motivated to go and next level up as a leader or whether you are applying it to your business and uh, the people you touch in the ecosystems you've created, there's a lot to consider and there's a lot of exciting things to consider. I think over the years, leadership has uh, many times lost its flavor lost its mojo and honey but but leadership is uh because of such a lack of it becoming so much more interesting and rich and and such a wide subject and hopefully there's something in this discussion today that really you know ignites something in you make you go right i've not viewed leadership from that point of view and maybe i can use that angle in order to influence people positively so that brings us now to the, the fourth key um, in, in conscious leadership uh, as we, we uh, talk here today about the overview of it. That is really, really making a difference. And, and there's some options for you uh, where you can make that difference. So uh, Planet, very, very popular at the moment. A lot of people is using their leadership abilities at the moment to really look at uh, how they can affect positively the planet doesn't matter if it's the environment or the ocean or the atmosphere uh, such beautiful movements going on at the moment around plastic um 
wow, I remember when we went to Greece one one year, we 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 used to go there many, many years for our, our summer holiday because the weather is just phenomenal and the lifestyle is even just more amazing. I mean, you eat and you lie on the beach and the people there is just so jovial. Me and Mike just enjoy the Greek culture like you won't believe. And I can literally see when the world opens up, us go <laughs> aeroplane into Greece and uh, just spending so much time there if that's within within God's will for us. Uh, but, uh, you know, one of the things we did there, which I'll never forget, is we decided to go on have these uh, submarine ships. It's the cutest yellow submarine ships. And then you get into it. And then once you, I should call it probably more of a boat. When you get into it, you go do, 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 do on the ocean. And then you go with steps down. And then you under the water. So it's like a semi-boat submarine thing. And then you literally you're under the water and you can see the ocean from under the water. And it was fascinating to see the currents and you may see, um, you know, fishes coming past, but, but all I saw was a trash can. It was just trash. It was like looking like a tip underwater. And I think that was the first time I really be, became aware of the plastic uh, problem really. And what our oceans look like under the water and then after that came the movement with the uh, turtles with the straws up their noses. And so sometimes the saving the planet and, and all these things that people are trying to make us aware of get so overused that uh, you, 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 you put your resistance up, you become numb to it, you go, oh, saving the planet again. Uh, but uh, it's so necessary and you may be the type of leader that uh, is not developing a product or service that's going to save the planet, but you're actually aligning with the course that's doing your little bit. And there's beautiful things you can do. And I tell you, if, if I go to a supermarket tomorrow and I have to choose between the supermarket that's uh, plastic-free and the supermarket that's not plastic-free, it, it's almost like from a DNA perspective, you, you tend now to go to the one that's plastic-free and you, you can implement the same things in your business. And uh, it, it helps people to appreciate you as a leader in your business because you're developing products and services, which is a solution for your client, but you're also doing your little bit. So that, that's really something uh, that, that you can consider when it comes to making a difference in your energy, as well as in uh, you know, your immediate environment, how you teach your children, how you educate people around you, but also when it comes to really uh, setting up an enterprise as a leader, a business that, that really does its, its little bit, you know, uh, you can make a huge difference to people's lives. You can decide, look, I'm going to work with people directly, um, not necessarily going to do the planet thing, but I'm going to do people's thing. I'm going to enrich people. I'm going to motivate people. I'm going to contribute to people's lives. I'm going to help people to belong again. I'm going to help people to get out of this whole uh, COVID thing and connect with people again. And there, there's so many ways you can actually take your opportunities that you have as a leader and an individual and build that into enterprise and really enrich the people around you. And then, of course, self, you know, and there's, there's no right or wrong leader. There's the type of leader who's maybe more external focused. So they really want to focus on helping uh, 
you know, solving some problems on the planet, helping solving other people's problems. And then there's the type of leader that really just want to self-reflect and enrich themselves, embed themselves so that they can lead more of a type of life where they are leading by example. And there's no right or wrong. Um, many times I find a combination is the most powerful to actually really have that self-leadership so that you can lead people better, so that you can fix some of the planet's problems. But it doesn't follow a sequence. You don't have to be the perfect self to help people in the perfect way to ultimately contribute to the planet. Many people start um, on a journey to themselves by contributing to the planet and then in the process learning about other people and in the process learning about themselves. Uh, there's no right and wrong of the journey. And I find in leadership, many times it, it, it goes in an ebb and a flow. So uh, sometimes you're more externally focused in order to help yourself. And sometimes you're more self-focused in order to help more the environment. And it it, it comes and go in waves, uh, like that song says. I'm not sure who sings it, but it comes and goes in waves. And uh, that brings us now to the final key that I wanted to touch on here today when it comes to uh, being a conscious leadership and just stretching your mind. We're going to delve into to more how and detail and, and ideas for you as we go through the whole module two in conscious leadership. Uh, but for now and today, we're just parking at these five keys. And key number five is to really have a purposeful vision, to really look um, beyond yourself to really go and ask yourself the type of questions that leads you to, towards somewhere. I'm not saying that as a leader, you have to exactly know what your purpose is, but it is incredibly valuable to get up in the morning and look in a direction. And the analogy I always love to use with this, it's like an archer. Um, you know, you can either get up in the morning and shoot into 100 different directions. That is the mindset that we've, uh, most of us has been trained to live by. You don't have one big purpose and direction in which you're moving in. You have a thousand. And uh, that, that is what I call the to-do list. So you get up in the morning, you have to do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. So you get incredibly uh, diverted by things that has to be done. I have to finish this, check, finish this, check this, finish this, check. And so this wolf, which is just so beautiful, by the way, is not looking in that one direction. That wolf is going, their head is constantly doing this. And when your head is constantly doing this, you can't shoot straight. So you get distorted you get distracted. And the more you get distorted and distracted as a leader, the more you open up space for anxiety, panic, overwhelm, and all those things because you don't have a purposeful vision. You're not looking in one direction. You're looking into a thousand directions. So purposeful vision for me as a leader also is to attain for clarity. And that's why that makes me bring you back to module one of the Octopus Edutech program where we spoke about business uh, strategy and planning. You know, purposeful vision, the start of that, if you want to make it very practical for yourself, is just to, to plan in a way where you're looking in one direction. Now, many of you may say, but Lundy, it's not possible. I have a thousand products and services and businesses on ideas and projects, and that's fine. That's all good and fine. But make sure you go and put all of that under one umbrella for next year. That umbrella is called your 
purpose. It's called your message. It's called that one thing that you want to make sure that your clients, your family, your ecosystem knows about. The message that you want to get sent out of the world, the problem you want to solve, the one problem you want to solve, the one message you want the world to see, the one area in which you want to make a massive impact. Put that into one purposeful vision. And once you have the one, then you break the one down in different businesses, projects, services, whatever you want. But then it's easier to do that because it all, and, and, and I call it line of sight, it all is aligned with this one purposeful vision, or as some people would call, why. So there you are, a little bit of an overview on, on conscious leadership and some of the key keys that you can take away with you today or tonight, depending on when you're watching this webinar um, uh, moving forward. This uh, webinar will get uploaded uh, on our Facebook pages for you to look at whenever it suits you and uh, be feel very welcome to comment if, if there's some questions or discussions you want to start around that. Now, let's look at uh, the next time I'm doing a global intelligence update. I will be moving into the next phase now of what it means to be a conscious leader. And I'll be introducing a blueprint for conscious leaders here to you. I'll be introducing the impact, the worldwide impact blueprint for conscious leaders. This will be uh, very valuable for the type of leader who's listening to this today, I want to really start making an impact. Maybe for you, it's not worldwide. Maybe for you, it's in your community or your immediate family or in your client ecosystem. But you want to make a positive impact and you want to have a positive influence. So we'll talk about why making a difference is as important as making a profit and why you can't really have the one without the other. If you want to be a conscious leader, we'll have an overview of the six main principles required to take you from leadership to legacy. And we'll also get some insight um, into how to get inspired with success stories from global entrepreneurs that are featured in our lead magazine. So we'll talk a little bit about what other conscious leaders are doing, what some of the other leaders in our ecosystem are doing, and maybe that will inspire some great ideas for you too in terms of conscious leadership. Thank you for spending this time here with me. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or evening, and we'll see you soon enough. Bye.